Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Like Zoe, mama, I go relentless. What up, Zoe? Relentless. What up, Zoe? I get better with the timing. I get better with my bombs. What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> we yo. want to tell Joe Biden right now. What's up, baby? Take That's me hilarious. out to dinner. Bing bong. Are we allowed to say bing bong if we're not uh, Knicks fans on this podcast? Are you oh. a Knicks fan? No, I'm a Raptors oh. fan. I'm, yeah. I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm Why would say, I put myself through that like, kind of poverty? That's like the Knicks. Like the, Sorry, that's like their go-to. What, bing bong? Yeah, yeah. It is a New York thing. You know what I think is funny about that, though? Like, there's, like, a little... There's a couple of one-two New York slangs that mm-hmm. Toronto has, like, almost adopted, and we almost look at it as... Yeah, like, deadass. Deadass. Uh, year is Yeah, too hard. Mm-hmm. All that. Shout out to New York. They're, like, one of the most influential cities ever, so... That's a fact. I don't know if I'll be using Bing Bong, though. Like, that's not gonna... It be. just goes through my head all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> nothing, yeah. It's the only thing going on in my head. Yeah. So... What's up? How you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. Yeah? You know. Have an eventful two weeks? It's I had did have an eventful two weeks. It's been um quite the ride. Mm-hmm. You know? I vouched vouched? Vouched? Vowed? I'm vowed. Fuck me. I vowed mm. that I was gonna stop going out in December until New Year's Eve. Ooh. And I've failed miserably yeah, because I've out. literally been out every weekend, sometimes during the week. I was actually out just last night, so... Out gallivanting. Yeah, gallivanting the fucking shitty streets of Toronto. The shitty but, streets. Yeah, because I got a story. Again, obviously, everyone's like, oh my God, she can tell stories. Like, what's new? And I'm like, maybe, maybe or maybe people are going to get tired of me telling fucking I, I don't, how terrible it is. People are going to be like, this girl talks about how terrible it is to party in Toronto, yet she still continues to party in fucking Toronto. But the story that I'm going to tell... Mm is a little bit more interesting because I was actually invited out this time okay. by someone that I think is special. Oh, yeah? Why is he special? We're not going to do all that. I don't even know if he's a he. You didn't really specify that It either. is a he, okay. but this is a, all right, all right. the point is... Special guy. 
Toronto is just, uh, especially like like I said, I can talk about the Toronto club scene yeah. being racist until I'm blue in the face. Um, and people are like, except people are probably like, well, if it's so racist, why do you still go out? Because um, we deserve a good time. We still should. That shouldn't. I hate that. Yeah, I mean, I. It's not one thing I'll say. It's not every time. Mm. It's not every time. But the times that they are, I feel like I need to talk about it. Um, and I really only go out under circumstances, under certain circumstances, like yeah. if I'm invited or if it's like a certain event that I know the people that are hosting and I know it's not going to be like a weird, like just like a random Saturday night. Like I'm not going to the club on a random Saturday night the yeah. way I used to. There needs to be intent in purpose. Yeah. When I, I need was, a booth. Yeah. 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 And I know that sounds pretentious, but like I'm not going to the club anymore without a booth. Toronto has turned into that. Toronto has turned into booth culture when you go to the club. No dance. No room. one's going to the club just to bubble and dance anymore like that's not a thing uh funny enough i one of our former guests uh, mucho made a tiktok about this and yeah you could pretty much hold like put all this blame on the vince carter it is on vince, vince carter because vince carter is the one who brought bottle service yeah. to toronto right even though that was how many years ago like way before over 20 my, years ago. exactly way before our clubbing days but the fact that it's picked up and literally only gotten worse that's it so with me i don't go to the club on like a random Sorry, um, Saturday night, like a Friday night, like I used to. But if also though, like, isn't that like, like the age we're getting? Like, I felt like it was more of a younger, like when we're maybe nineteen, you know, twenty-two, where you can go out and not have a booth, you know, and you'll yeah, still have a good time. For I feel sure. like we've just gotten like the older we get, we you can't deal with all. Yeah, because now it's like if if I'm going out, like I want a booth, and not even a booth for the bottles. I want a place to fucking sit. Yeah, I want yeah. a place to be comfortable. I want a place to put my bag. I want a place to, you know, put my coat if I don't want to wait in the coat check line. Like it's just, it's convenience now. And I'm really not going to the club to like dance, dance the way I used to. You know, mm -hmm. I will dance in the section yeah. with my drink, but I'm not uh, like ooh. going hard like I used to. I'm just kind of there to just like, you know, take some steam off from the week. But story time. Of how terrible this city is once again. So, like I said, this is funny because it correlates with other stories. It correlates with so many other stories and topics that I've spoken about. It's like, damn, this keeps happening to you. Yeah, so. and the thing is, I literally made a tweet. I was like, if people knew the predicaments that I get myself into almost monthly, bi-weekly, whatever the case is, they'd be like, Zoe, what the fuck? Like, how do you, I told my, I'm going to tell the podcast a very censored version of this story. But when I told like you and like my close friends, the story, yeah, they were like, is... bro, how the fuck? Y'all start demanding a Patreon. We'll give you those uncensored stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right? Yeah. Y'all going to have to really start paying me for like these uncensored oh, man, stories. But go on. Yeah. This one, I'm going to try to make it as censored as possible. But there's layers. There's get like we're there ready to layers. dissect a few people. And uh, the root there. of the story is once again, women of color and black, especially black women, are always overlooked in these spaces. Different treatment. Yeah, the the treatment that we get is crazy in these spaces. Not only all the time, but it like skyrockets when there's celebrities or you know very known people that yep. they're accommodating. So, anyways. Like I said, I'm going to make this story very censored because I do not want to incriminate myself. But <laughs> <laughs> so recent, I don't, I don't even say recently. There, there was a recently-ish, right? I 
I mean, we only recorded two weeks ago, so. <laughs> oh, shut up. Anyways. People know the <laughs> increments of time here. I mean, so, like, people can put two and two together. Okay, recently-ish, I, um, oh, fuck. Recently-ish, I came into contact mm. with someone that I surprisingly have had a crush on for a really long time. Fuck off. Anyways. I've had a crush on this particular person mm-hmm. for quite some time, right? This person is, if <laughs> Zoe's this, not the only one that has, <laughs> has a crush on this guy, this I can person, tell you that. Right yeah, now. I'm definitely not the only woman in the world who's crush this man. But also, um, this man, uh, he's not ideally in my reach, like at all. Um, okay. So I. So you mean he's like almost out of like. <laughs> He is. He's out of your. I won't. I, he's not out of my league. He's not out of my league. Is that how but you, I don't think that. But is that how you felt about this man? I did think that like I would not be acknowledged on, by him on his radar. Yeah, I okay. definitely would because to me he is out of reach based on his status. Right. Moments like this too. So yeah. Yeah, I think to me he was out of reach based on his status and his lifestyle and what he does for a living. To me, it was like this is not something that I thought would ever come about, but interesting, it did, right? It happened. Yeah, it, nothing, ha- nothing happened. But him and I got into contact. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I found out that he was going to be in Toronto for something that he was doing, and I said, "Wow, okay, so now that you, you know, we are in contact, which is so crazy to me, um, yeah, like this crazy. is cool. That, yeah, him and I, like him." The contact is is crazy yeah. to me. Like yeah. how we got into contact is fucking nuts. I'm not really gonna talk about it. But anyways, point is, you know, so we were <laughs> <laughs> we were messaging each other. You know, like I said, he was he was coming to Toronto uh, to do something, and we we're messaging each other. Blah blah blah. Um, he asked, you know, like what, like where is there to go in the city on a specific night? And I gave some suggestions. Right, I literally suggested. A club because I heard that that club was good on that night. So I said, you know, maybe you you should go here, right? So it's okay. Like I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna talk to each other a little bit later. Maybe we can meet up. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Cool. Ah. Time goes by. Blah blah blah. Um, we start talking. You know, I hit him up. You know, just like, you know, what did you decide to do? Blah blah blah. He decides he's gonna go to this club, the club that I literally suggested to him. So he took your recommendation. I don't know if he took my recommendation. I'm sure he has other people in the city who do research for him or plan shit out where he wants to show his face publicly. But point is, one of the cl- the club that I suggested was where he ended up going. Sounds like he was like, okay, she's going to be there. So I'm... A- <sighs> Don't do that. Oh, Anyways, he said that he was going to go to that club. I said, yeah. okay, cool. You know what? I'll pull up with my girls too. He said, bet. I'm like, I'll let you know when I'm there. I'll link you. Right? Cool. I go to the club. Um, and, uh, my girl, one of the girls that I went with, Bianca, she was on the show. Um, I went with two of my girls. Bianca was one of them. And what's it called? You know, we're in the club and we're in, uh, one of my friends, girls section, right? Or one of my girls, friends section. We're in a section, blah, blah, just chilling, drinking, blah, blah. The guy that, um, I was messaging the guy who my crush, right? He, uh, walks to the clubs, right? And I'm like, okay, perfect. So I'm like, I'm going to message him, you know, when I'm going to see him. So, you know, I'm like, oh, like, I see you, you know, whatever, whatever. And he's like, come say hi. I'm like, okay, cool. Obviously, based on his 
status. Mm. He has security. Yeah. Right? Cool. No problem. I've done this before thousands of times. <laughs> so I... <laughs> That sounded really bad. No, Anyways, so I go now. Like I said, he literally says, come say hi. I'm literally messaging this man in real time. And he's not like keeping me on red. Like he's responding, right? So I'm like, oh, I see you. He says, come say hi. Literally within like a second, he's like, come say hi. I'm like, okay, cool. So I tell my girls, I'm like, yo, he's telling me to come to the section. So let's go. We walk up now to security. And obviously security's being security, you know, like girls, you know, what's up, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, before I can give, before I can even get a fucking word out, this fucking loser, and he was a white man, fucking loser promoter guy comes yep. out. He's like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, blah blah. He's like, oh, he's like, uh, you know what? No, 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 no. Promoter? No. Sorry. He was. A, a, I'm pretty sure he was a promoter. Not a security guard. No, this guy was not a security guard. Okay. I'm pretty sure he was like a promoter or something. Yeah. But he was fucking whack. He was a white guy, super like not nice, like just asshole, yep. dickhead. Yep. Comes out, he's like, oh, well, well, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, he's like, let in, her, 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 her. Pointing to all these girls behind us, right? I'm with one of my friends who's biracial and another my friend who is Asian. I need to hold, like, this. I so think we're all we women of color. This. Like, you have almost a United Nations trio of you two. <laughs> You're like, an idiot. <laughs> like, no, you have a dark-skinned woman, a light-skinned woman, and an Asian woman, right? Yeah. Like, exceptionally beautiful women, too. Like, this is, it, I, I think it's absolutely baffling. We came diverse. This we is one of the diverse. most baffling parts of the story, at least for me, is the yeah. fact that these three women were not getting, there's white girls getting chose before yeah. you three. That is so, crazy to me. Yeah, so what's it called? He points you, 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 you. He's like, bringing her, 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 All white girls. And they're behind us, right? So my friends, rightfully so, get offended. Mm -hmm. They're like, Yo, what the fuck? Like, did he just like overlook? And I'm I'm not everybody's type, you know what I mean? I'm not, and I never claim to be everybody's type. But in my head, I'm like, yo, before I could even get my word out to tell you that I was invited in by the person you're doing all this hoopla for, he's already trying. You want to put me on this like back burner? Like, oh well, we're not letting in none of these girls. And mind you, all the girls I also see in the booth are all white blonde girls, right? All. Almost all not of them. One. There's no not one woman of color was in there until I got in. So, at first I was like, all right, that was fucking rude. And my friends were pissed. They're like, bro, I'm not fucking doing this shit. Like, that was really rude. Like, like no. Like, fuck it. I'm not even trying to go in there, whatever, whatever. They end up leaving. And I'm like, so I'm like, okay, fine. Fuck it. I leave with them. But then I'm like, nah, fuck that. Like, I was literally invited. Literally invited. Like, in, like he literally told me to come to him. So why the fuck am I like this fucking douchebag try to regulate like my invitation, fuck that. So I went back to screen. I'm like, bro, I'm like, I don't know yeah. what the fuck just happened, but I was literally invited into this section. And he goes by who? And I tell him the name. And the, you know the fucking security made me show him. They didn't believe you at first. They kind. They, they it's skeptical. like yo, they didn't believe that a black woman could be talking, or the guy that the the man of status that's in the section would not even you dare. Talk to you you yeah. would not dare to speak to this girl. That's fucked up. So I literally had to like scroll, like I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm literally like messaging him as we speak. And then I'm like, go ask him if it's that big of a deal. So then he turns around to like ask him like, oh, like, you know, do you know her? And he's like, yeah, he's like, send her in. And I was like, but none of these girls, you didn't question none of the bitches behind me who I promise you he does not. Actually, I'm not going to promise you. I, I'm almost sure because him and I had a conversation about it after. Because mm -hmm. I told him like, bro, I'm like, to get in here was actual bullshit. I was like. And even my friend brought it up. She was like, you really just have, like, all these white girls 
in your section. He was like, I never asked for any of these girls to be in here. He was like, check like the location. Yeah, he was like, I literally never asked for any of these girls to be in here. He was like, the guy who apparently works for the club or whatever just brought girls in. These are all the girls that he chilled. And I was like, well, that's really fucked up. Like, really fucked up. And out of maybe like 15 girls in the booth, me and my two friends were the only women of color in there. And I think maybe one other girl. And literally because you have you've had so many stories that go like this you know and then like we post a story and then there's people that are like skeptical or don't believe and it's like this it's disgusting how often this happens to you Zoe. it because it doesn't (laughs) add up you know it doesn't match it's crazy and it's like like i said it's like i'm not begging to be in this space I'm not. You were actually asked. To I be was in this literally space. asked. Yeah. The conversation went. I messaged him. I said, "I see you." LOL. He literally said, "Come say hi." And when I try to come and speak to my crush, <laughs> when I try to go say hi, niggas looking at me like, "Oh, there's no way he wanted you to come say hi." Like, what the fuck does that mean? But he wanted that bitch to go say hi. What? I think it's good to know at least that this guy wasn't on that bullshit. Yeah, but it's also mind-boggling. It's Promoter like, staff and it's all that, so right? weird to me because it's like, oh, like the like he's a black man, right? So it's like you, it's almost like it's such a crazy thought that a black man would want to entertain a black woman or is talking to a black woman because he's of this status or whatever. It's like, oh, it's like no way he could he could be messaging you. You also overlooked my friend who's also beautiful, yeah. who's biracial. My another friend who's also beautiful and Asian. You overlooked them too because like, oh no, like no. And then it's like, you know, Toronto has this reputation for being this melting pot and everything. But then it's like the high profile people come through and it's just Lauren Vander Schlutz, Lit- you know, all through. The- <laughs> no, but actually, and to me, it was just like. It that, was just I'm so, getting rid of Becky. It's now Lauren Vandersloot. No, the, Lauren Vandersloot. Is the, is the it's just, it was really mind-boggling to me that I had to jump through hoops to get into this section, yeah. even though I was literally invited to the section. And it was funny because, like I said, him and I were DMing before. So when I obviously, when I got in the section, I went to go talk to him and like say hi, whatever. I gave him a hug, blah, blah, blah. Him and I were like drinking and I was pouring him shots. You know, we were whatever, whatever, like kicking it up. And one of the girls turns to me and she goes, do you know him? And I'm like, I didn't even answer her. And she was like, are you like friends with him or something? And I was like, what, why the fuck are you asking me that? Like, why are you asking me that? Because what I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with him. And because I'm interacting with him, that we must be friends. He can't have. He couldn't have just met me tonight and wanted to talk to me. They're thinking this. It, it's so disturbing how everybody is on the same page except for you three. You know, right? How the white girls, the promoters, everybody has this in their head that no, these girls, nah, they're they're not up to that standard. How would you even know this guy? You know, and they're asking yeah. you these questions. Like, that's crazy that they have this. Those white girls have the same mentality as those fucking you know. Club promoters. Like, why are you asking me if I know him, if I'm friends with him? Why don't you ask that fucking girl if she knows him? She's been fucking trying to, like, jump to his neck all night. Why don't you ask her if she's friends with him or if she knows him? Why are you asking me that? Um, And it's also, like, you're saying about, like, the white girls. It's very, like, I can imagine. It's cool to know that he wasn't, like, he, he isn't impressed by all that kind of stuff. Because I, I, I would imagine if I was in that situation, I'd feel like a man dingo, you know? Like, you yeah. have all these, like, white girls that are clamoring over you. Bec- not because of who you are, your status and everything. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's very, 
when you paint this picture, it's, I'm sure some of those girls didn't even know who the fuck he was. Exactly. And then they just kind of like, you oh, kind of like, told me about an exchange. Yeah, where yeah, these, these yeah. girls don't know. They don't know name. like who he was, and it was also like they probably just didn't even know like what he does or what he's done, or you know, they probably just like, oh, he looks important. Or the knew. way the club is moving, he looks like he's he's famous or he's important. That's probably that's literally what it was. Or I might have seen him here at this time or doing this. Yeah. But I promise you, most of those girls did not know what he was, what he does, anything. I've always felt like. But I was made scared. someone who actually knows about him was made to feel like the outsider. That's very unfortunate, and it's uh, just another testament to the nasty, ugly club culture that we have and it's just like it's making me almost impress like uncover some suppressed memories of just Toronto club culture and the way it's actually kind of shaped me like I've realized growing up being a person being a black person that isn't high profile like this guy you're describing mm -hmm. like why my clubbing experiences are so shitty and I'm also like seeing how it blended over into my real life I'm realizing I didn't develop a good taste in sneakers in shoes and know the sneaker game and everything like that because they wouldn't let you in the club with like sneakers or jordans and stuff really like that. is that how you think that's how you think back in like growing like at least when i was like a youth you know like yeah. first old enough to be able to get in the club or even before that when we had like fake ids and stuff um i just remember you needed all those shoes to be able to get into the club yeah, like loafers. and i just remember it fucked up my whole perception on like what nice shoes were and like mm. you know and and then there's like the whole fashion trends too you know there was just um there was, uh, there was two shows at Massey Hall, um, Magic Jordan and Mustafa the Poet. Mm -hmm. They had a no-bag policy, metal detectors and everything for Mustafa the Poet, oh, and wow. then nothing, like very little security presence for Magic Jordan. Magic mm -hmm. Jordan being a white guy, Mustafa, um, you know, being uh, yeah. being from that, from, from that cut. So it's just, uh, it's deep, you know, especially with our city. Uh, it goes farther than just the, the, the club dynamic. Um, just nightlife in general, big mm. venues, it, it seems to be this universal thing. And it's it sucks because it feels like we're always the entertainment. We're the people, you know, that they come to see, you know? And yet you get uh, you get a full invitation from the man and still that's how you're getting treated. You yeah. Know? I don't know. It, it's, it's nasty. Toronto it's, needs it's to fix up in that sense. And I, the thing is, like, I've talked about this so many times. And like I said, I can talk about it until I'm blue in the face. But it's like people genuinely don't understand, like, this shit happens all the time and like it's literally only getting worse only getting worse like why is it that you think that a black man can come visit whatever city he's in but no let's not bring him any black woman you know white women only or like like i haven't taken lesson because there were not even really any lesbian women in there yeah my friend was the only light-skinned girl in there that's crazy because usually there's at least like, right women. like it was it was basically like bro like literally like white girls only and I was really like, God damn. Like, really? That's nice. Like, to me, it's like, bro, I'm like, was this promote this weird-ass fucking promoter? Like, were you bringing girls in for you? Or were you bringing girls in for him? Well, that's the thing. They're using their metric of what they think are girls they should bring around high-profile people. Yeah. So that ends up being white girls. Yeah, that's he's using his preference. Oh, he doesn't know, like, what that high-profile guy likes. Yeah. You know, like, it's not, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, I got you, though. Don't it. worry. Um, I, and I also think it's why... <laughs> So funny. They don't even know why we're laughing. But um, it, I, I think it's why it's important for um, we've talked about black events mm -hmm. in the city. You know, um, there's there's a woman, uh, I believe her name is Rebecca. 
that throws a lot of these events yeah. in, in Toronto. Right. I've seen her on Twitter kind of explain, you know, why that's so important because mm-hmm. of these, the way we get treated when we go to the white space. Yeah. So I think it's very important um, that we have more black club promoters, mm-hmm. people curating events um, and owning spaces. You know, Drake just opened a, a venue. Yeah. Um, History, I think it's called or something. Mm-hmm. So, Which is like for concerts and shows and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, I it's, think that's very important and we need more of that. For we it definitely to not get need worse more than that. Yet. Like, way more than that. But it's just, it's very weird. And even with, like, Rebecca, like, Rebecca is known for, and she makes it very obvious that, like, her parties are catered for black people. And her parties are to create a safe space where black people can yes. go and have yep. fun and not be worried about security or not be able to get into the club based on how they're dressed or not be able to get a booth because of whatever the case may be. Like, that is her niche, which I think is really respectable. And I think that's something that she's done very well and made a name for herself in yep. the city for doing that. But it's like, we shouldn't even have to do that. You know, we shouldn't have to, like, go against the grain. We shouldn't have to make spaces for us that we feel safe in to go out and have a good time in the cities that we were born and raised in, literally. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, there's literally nowhere, mainly nowhere, like, mainstream that black people can go to or want to go to without feeling like, ugh, it's going to be one of those nights. Yeah. Yes. On a regular basis, unless, like I said, it's an event hosted by black people or it's like this special thing. But, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very weird. It's unfortunate. Um, and, you know, it goes along with a lot of the subject matter we be talking about on this podcast. Um, yeah. We kind of just had, like, a, a, a video that was doing pretty well right now where we talked about NBA players and their wives. Right. right. And Which was literally just an example, by the way. People were in the comments were like, oh, like, why do you only talk about rich black men when it comes to, or when it comes to rich black men, you talk about athletes and artists and rappers. I'm like, well, that's, I was using the, the Snapchat story as an example. I know. People I obviously kinda, know there's rich black men in other careers, but whatever. And speaking of the comment section, just, <laughs> yo, y'all, the t- our TikTok comment section <laughs> is going to be my villain origin. Story, <laughs> the way that y'all... Take some like because we edit it, you know. It's not yeah. like it's a full stream. Sometimes things get said in between. De- yeah, and it gets there's cut definitely out. it's edited down for sure. So when I make the point about athletes being in prep schools and stuff like that, that's obviously like it's it's a contributing factor. That is not the sole entire reason yeah. why that. I mean, black like men- even with the whole, and you're not the only person I know who's made who's made that argument. Like I know black men personally in Toronto who's told me that, you know, like I grew up in Milton or whatever, whatever. And I've only Milton or yeah, I've only, what's it say? They're like, oh yeah, well I grew up in Milton, which is mainly white people. So my preference is just white women or I've only had air quotations access to white women. But it's me. It's like, I went to fucking school in Caledon where there, when I went to school, high school, I went to school in Caledon, which is like North suburbs, Mm -hmm. suburbs. Okay. Like all the way North. Went to school in Caledon, right? Caledon was, when I went to school, high school, Caledon was full of white people. My high school was, and I keep saying this, was we have a whole episode. My my high school was predominantly white. Yep. And I've still, I'm not saying like this is, I've still never only dated white men or only liked white men or have even been sexual with a white man. Yeah. So that excuse to me is kind of like, nah. Well, that's the thing. I, I'm not, I don't know. Like when I say because that. Because I'm literally an example of that. Someone who went to school, mm. most of their aging, crazy, hormonal years 
was surrounded by white people, predominantly white men, and I still never you still managed was to yeah. Find I still managed guy. to find whoever I liked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I wasn't like, well. There's only white guys here, so I'm only gonna talk to white guys. And then when I get into my twenties, I'm gonna only talk to white men because that's just what what I've been like since high school. No. And I I, I actually I wholeheartedly agree. And that's the thing I. I think it came across like that. Like, I'm making an excuse for these mm, men, mm-hmm. you know? And I want to be clear on that. Like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not trying to make an excuse. I disagree with that sort of lifestyle choice. I just, uh, you know, I, I am, like, you know, trying to offer a male perspective. I'm trying to understand why they are. And that, that's kind of the perspective I was offering. Mm-hmm. I still think, like, like I kind of gave my experience. Once I had access, things changed for me. Right. But, but when you say access, do you mean, like, when there were more black women in your proximity? Is that what you mean by access? There, uh, for, my, for me, myself, I mean, like, period. Because, like I said, you grew up in suburbs of Oakville, yeah. which is a lot of white people. But, I mean, you still had access to black women. But you mean, like, yeah, proximity-wise? There, there was one other black girl in my elementary school. And that right. was, like, one of the first girlfriends I had. Like, it's not like I was just, you know, had hard eyes just for white women. It was just, mm-hmm. it was literally an access thing. And... You know, it's not like I was never, ever with any black girl before um, before I went to university and had more access. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of the situation I was in. And I've argued this before. Like, personally, like, what, like I, I believe, this is my belief, I don't believe that race can be a preference. That's what I believe, at least. When it comes, it, it doesn't make complete sense to me. Why? Because, like, when it comes to the physical aspect, like... For me, I prefer, or I could say that I prefer black men, not on, there's definitely very good looking white men and mm. Asian men, Indian, you know what I mean? Like I've definitely found other races You're saying attractive. It's not a thing, right? No, not at all. Exactly. I've right. definitely found other races attractive. I can name a whole list of men of other races other than black that I find physically attractive. But when it comes to more of like a mental standpoint and understanding of black culture, I just feel like I can connect more on a mental level with black men. That's, why you not usually that's why i've only dated black men just because when it comes like other than physical traits Mm -hmm. i can connect and i have a black man who understands the experience who understands my values my culture all that stuff right it's to me i found it difficult to find someone of a different because there's anti-blackness in every single race right or ethnicity so i've i have found it hard to really find someone and i've definitely like entertained or talked to men of other races i found it hard to really like get deep into it and try to find that real genuine understanding of the black experience from other races so that's why i've had difficult time like really really dating outside my race it's hard especially as a black woman but i'm not saying it doesn't exist for me i've just found it very kind of difficult and that's from someone who's literally been to high school with all white people. I, I think there's a lot here, and I think it actually, this gives a lot of insight. Ellie, Ellie, I don't know. My gears are turning as to why, you know, black men are like this. You know, based on what you're saying, I feel like that understanding that you develop over time, like, okay, my partner will need to be a black person. There's nuances mm. with, you know, race and anti-blackness that I wouldn't want to have to, you know, yeah. constantly be. I think... Black women and women in general mature and quicker, you know. For sure. Uh, they have women have to grow up uh, faster, you know. They have they are confronted with the realities of the world quicker and sooner in life than than men are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like women are often 
you know, thinking what the ideal partner would be earlier than, than men. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize something like that. What you just said is like, yo, my partner, I can't be constantly explaining racism to mm-hmm. my partner. I didn't realize that till probably later in my life than, than you did. Right. You know? So I, I'd say that learning, let me be clear again too, I'm not making excuses for these men. I'm just right. saying there's probably a learning curve that, that they're struggling with. I'm going to call it a learning curve. Right. Understanding that about interracial relationships. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say it's like that. And when I say race can be a preference, I'm like I said, like for me, it's like, I don't have, like I physically do not have a, but when it comes to preference and physical preference, I like men who are taller. I like men who have nice teeth. I like a certain body type. You know what I mean? So I can find that literally in any race. You can find a white man who is six foot three, nice teeth, you know, slim build or whatever type of build that I like, you know, friendly, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, I can find that, like I said, in any race, usually. Mm-hmm. And I think also another thing, too, um, this thing that we're talking about, like, okay, you need to be on the same page with your partner, mm-hmm. you know, all that. I, it sounds fucked up whenever I say it, because it sounds like I'm trying to, like, make excuses for these men and everything. I, I think that it's not a deal breaker for black men. What's not a deal breaker? Having to do that extra work in a relationship mm. where you're teaching them about racism or you're just sweeping it under the rug. Like, I think it's easier for, for men to do that. They don't look at that as like a, you know, I, I okay, I'll deal with that. I'll put up with right. that, you know, right. or they don't look at it as a big problem because they suffer from their own anti-blackness. Right. Right. And then you get these situations yeah. where they're at the club, yeah. you know, and then there's all the white girls in the crowd, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, yeah. it's weird. Like I said, like, like not making me- excuses, just saying, yeah. like. Like I said, to me, ever since I was like, I was younger, I think I've said this before on this podcast, I've never seen, like, race as a preference or even skin color as a preference. Like, I remember, like, I, I think I mentioned before when we used to get asked, like, in high school or, like, middle school, like, oh, like, do you like light skins or dark skins? Yeah. And it'd be like, my friends, I'd be like, whoever is the better looking one. Like, literally, whoever is more attractive to me is the one that I'll pursue. Light so skin you, or dark skin, it doesn't matter. Would you say that you don't have a... Um you don't have a race, a racial preference, but more so a cultural preference. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah, I think I have a cultural that's, preference I think that's for what sure. You're describing, yeah, but like and that. then or like an yeah, I would say definitely a cultural preference, and that I think is more acceptable than a racial preference. I think because yeah. you can have cultural preferences in any other. I think you race should. As well, that should be an important deciding factor. You should. You guys should be on the same page culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think. Yeah, that probably often gets conflated or misconstrued with with race. You know? Yeah. When really what we're talking about is culture. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of my friends have been bringing up the fact that the last few guys that I've been involved with have been light-skinned. Yeah, yeah you've mentioned that. <sighs> my friends actually brought it up recently. Mm-hmm. They brought it up at my friends. They brought it up to strangers, actually, <laughs> which I thought was fucking nuts. That's but funny. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends, Dre, brought up to strangers how I have, you know, actively been seeing light-skinned men. I'm like, I'm not actively seeing light-skinned men, first of all. Let's just keep that very, very, very clear. Dre before, shopping you to the light-skinned delegation? Yeah, before people, <laughs> like... No, <laughs> before people come for me and try to say, oh my God, like, your dad's going to be going to... No, no. But the case is, recently, as I've said time and time again, recently, the men who have approached me and have, you know, gotten further with me, have been light-skinned. Like I said, I don't know why. 
I didn't pray for this. I didn't ask for this. It's just how it's been happening. Light-skinned men you are like just it? falling into my lap. I mean, if a man's attractive, I like any. You know what I mean? I like it from anyone. If I find him cute and he's talking to me, I like mm. it. Whatever shady is, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? So, of course, I find light-skinned men cute. I find dark-skinned men cute, whatever the case is. Recently, just the ones who have been stepping to the front of the line have been light-skinned and they're doing what they need to do. Do you, do you have a theory on why? On why? Because uh, it is weird. Yeah, it is It is peculiar. <laughs> honestly, I've been rocking, because my friends keep, like, teasing me about it. Obviously, they know I'm not, like, I don't have a preference when it comes to shade. But they have been teasing me about it. Um, and I actually don't know why recently that that's been a thing. I don't know. I really don't. Light-skinned delegation. Light-skinned delegation. Coming a lot more fun. Yeah, it's really it's really bad. My friends are coming with the light-skinned wrangler. <laughs> like, I just don't like it. So, you know, the biracial gonna, whisper. The biracial whisper. Like, I'm just like, stop it. Zoe and the and the beige brigade. Ah, <sighs> oh, fuck. No. <laughs> no. You yes. know what? The point is, it, I, it's just, I don't know what it is. Life works in mysterious ways. It does. So whoever I end up with is who I end up with, but... It's just, lately, it's just been a certain type of man. I don't know what it is. Like I said, it's just, it's coming to me. So I'm just, it's, if I, if, the, if it feels good and the attraction is there and the connection is there, I'm a little rock. I'm not going to be discouraged. Light skins. Green light. Everyone green light. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone green light. Speaking um, of the biracial brigade. Oh, uh, fuck. Their leader, their pioneer. Um, Jersey Drake? Yeah, Mr. Mm. Jersey Drake. What about him? Um, doing unprecedented moves. I don't know if it's fair to say unprecedented, but I've definitely mm. never seen something like this before. It just happened today. Dude taking back his Grammy nominations. Right, yeah. Yeah, Drake, yeah. Drake recently, it's been all over the news today. Um, but yeah, Drake did recently withdraw his Grammy nominations. So I love, I love that move. With me, am I surprised? Make no. Because if you, he, so the two categories, he had two nominations. The first category was best rap album, I'm pretty sure. And the second category was best rap song. So best rap album, obviously certified lover boy and best rap song, I'm pretty sure is way too sexy that he was nominated for. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yep. Way too sexy was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was nominated for best rap album. So what I will say is there are, and also people have, you know, as of right now, there hasn't been a reason presented on why he withdrew his nomination. First of all, I didn't even know you can withdraw nominations from the Grammys. A lot of people were like, yo, I didn't even know you could do that, which I think is a really crazy chess move. But yeah, I didn't know you could withdraw Grammy nominations, but he did. But am I surprised? No, because if you know anything about Drake and when it comes to the Grammys, he's had a very, very... He's been firm. He's been very firm and he's had a very... um, rocky relationship with the yep. academy yep. and he's been very 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 vocal about it i love that yeah. um every year i think from when he won his grammy for best he won for take take care right he best rap it, album yeah but i think the bone of contention he developed was when he didn't get best new artist and right remember how drake his coming he, out party, yeah he was skyrock it. yeah so i think over the years it has just like really 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 hit him and every single Grammy, like I said, annually, it's just hitting more and more and more that, like, this is not something that I want to be a part of. Yeah. And it's also something that he's literally said on the Grammy stage he does not care for, right? 
So am I surprised that he would do his nominations? Not at all. Do I respect it? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm someone who also, when it comes to the Grammys, I used to really appreciate the Grammys. I used to watch all the Grammys. I used to like get involved with all the artists, listen to albums, all that stuff. But after I've seen certain artists get snubbed year after year after year, I don't care, especially like artists of color. And then there's certain I don't care for it. that happen with like Macklemore and stuff, you know? Yeah, like that, yeah, just like, yeah. Oh my God. Beyonce never winning album of the year. Ever. Yeah. That's ever. Crazy. That woman did an album and created every genre, almost every genre on the album. There should be some sort of revisionist like history done on the Grammys. And yeah. Stuff because I, it, it would sound so awful to talk about music. Like imagine explaining to people that l the album Lemonade came out and it didn't win Grammy of the Year. Oh, yeah. Album of the Year. Uh, exactly. Of the year? Yeah, sorry, Which yeah, I think is nuts. Even yeah. The Weeknd. Not... When he what was that song that uh, Blinding Lights? Yes, that song Broke records was like was uh, that song was played every fucking where radio station and because we live in Toronto on the weekends a um, Canadian artist we might hear it more but from what I understand it was played like globally everywhere fucking fashion shows uh, malls uh, fucking kids events yeah. you know parties radio stations. TV shows, that song was used everywhere. Everywhere. And it wasn't a bad song either. No, it it obviously can't be a song. bad song if it's literally played everywhere. So it's like for him, not even to win a single, not have a single nomination. It's disgusting. when he had such a crazy project and that song that was literally, wasn't it like charted like for. Yeah. And he was really the only person who was, like, lit like that during the first season of lockdown quarantine. Yeah. You know, he really, there were, everyone was scared to put their music out. And he was, like, the one person who was like, oh, fuck it. I'm putting out this album, and I'm going to tour on it two years later, but you're going to enjoy it right now. Um, I also think something that, like, the reason The Weeknd and Drake also often have this issue with, like, award shows and Grammys, they really adhere to multiple genres, you know? Yeah. And award shows tend to not want to do that, like... Hotline Bling is a pop song. You know? It is. And he didn't he win a Grammy for best rap song yeah, for that? for that and song. And he literally said this is not even a rap song. So, like, and Drake should be able to apply for, like, multiple categories, right? Like, he should be able to do pop, R&B, and rap. Same way, like, The Weeknd should be able to do R&B and pop, but yet Justin Bieber can, yeah. <laughs> can claim R&B if he wants to, you know? It, it's crazy the way that the that, that black artists get treated in that academy and institution. Um it makes it, it almost makes me wait, like I wish we had our own award show, you know? Yeah, well that's what Drake called out. Sorry, I'm trying to fix I remember there was one year, because I'm Googling, there was one year that um the artist Beck Oh and Kanye he won came up album on of the year. Yeah. And everyone was like, Well, who the fuck is this? Yeah. I'm sure Beck is a artist a big artist or I think Beck is a I'm pretty sure it's a man. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, he's he's like a folk artist, right? Yeah. But I pretty I don't remember who he went up against, but he won album of the year. I just remember scrolling to it. People like, yo, who the fuck is this? Like, who the fuck is this? That's when, oh yeah, he beat Beyonce for album of the year. That's yeah, what, so what, uh, what um, what's it called? But what album was it? Uh, I think it was Lemonade, wasn't it? Mm, no, because didn't Adele win? Remember Adele broke her Grammy? Because she thinks she thought Beyonce deserved it. But I don't remember what, I don't remember who he went up against. But I know he, I think he definitely went up against Beyonce for album of the year. And um, I think it, it was her, like her visual album with drunken love and everything. Oh, so the Beyonce, the self, yeah. okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's one of, 
that for me that's one of another masterpiece her that's one of my favorite albums by beyonce but it's like i said the grammys when it comes to drake and making that decision i'm all for it i think it will it will shake some things up and i am interested to see how how the dominoes are gonna roll yeah because he's a very influential artist he's a the biggest artist of our generation um so him doing a, a move like that I'm very, very, very interested to see how it's going to play out because it's all over the news. Um, it's all over the news. It is. It's it's a it's big news right now. One one other thing that I think is interesting when we talk about Drake and award shows and something. One bar that he said in this song, um, I think it was "Diplomatic Immunity," and this was after he won. Do you remember when he won 13 billboards in one day? Yeah. Like remember that that was like a huge feat and everything. Right. And he says this line: um, "I won 13 billboards or something, but I'm not." Basically, he's saying that he doesn't get considered as black excellence mm. when he does things like that. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that was one of the most interesting things that he said. If I ever interview Drake, that's like something I'd want to ask him about. Right. And like how his relationship with that, you know, because people always say that about him. He doesn't, you know, make conscious music. He's not like Kendrick Lamar, you know, or J. Cole that are that talk about these social issues. But yet. Drake is a pillar for for black culture, black excellence. Hundred percent. So why, like, you know, I, I, that's always bugged me. I, I just wanted to say my piece on that that he well, doesn't kinda, get looked at. It yeah, it's also excellence. similar to way like the way. Um, remember when the the weekend kept getting nominated for like kids, the kids awards. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And he literally said like, and I forgot what song was. I think it was um like reminder. He was like, "Why the fuck?" Basically, like, why you guys keep fucking nominating me for? Like Kids fucking choice teen words. choice. He he, I think okay. he's like, goddamn bitch, I'm not a teen choice. Yeah, I, I am not a bleach boy. <laughs> like, it's weird. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of artists, especially black artists, they constantly get misconstrued. Don't you think though it's part? It's partly because he's Canadian. That the weekend would be a teen choice. No, like just the mistreatment of the weekend and Drake in these award categories and stuff like that. You know, don't you think they don't take it as serious and they give like less? Like, do you remember when we won the championship, the Raptors? Do you remember American publications the way that they talked about the Raptors? Right. And stuff? Yeah. There just seems to be this thing with American media and covering Canadian artists, athletes, or something where it's just there's such a they don't give us our fucking credit, man. Well, Americans literally know little to nothing about Canada. The average, if you want, first of all, Americans know little to nothing about America. So no. if you, <laughs> so if you um, go on the streets of any city, let's do a major. Let's go. If you are neighbors, New York mm -hmm. or Detroit, mm -hmm. if you went on the streets of Detroit or New York and asked the average New Yorker or Detroit Detroiter or whatever they're called. Um, to name like just a simple fact about Canada or just ask them a question about Canada, they would have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Yeah. It was funny because one time I was on Clubhouse and I was just tired of like them. Like I used to be like, oh, I'm from Toronto. They'd be like, oh, blah, blah, Canada. Like, da, 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 Canada's so whack. And I remember I made a room on Clubhouse about like just like, like this is like a can like Canada room only. Yep. And the room started getting big. And I was like, if you are American and you want to come up on the stage on Clubhouse, you have to give me three facts. <laughs> About Canada, and almost every fucker was like Drake. Yeah, y'all yeah, yeah. got Drake. Drake's from Canada, and I'm like, well, you can't use Drake. I I'm like, well, no one's allowed to use Drake anymore. Yeah. And every person who raised their hand had to give me three facts about Canada to come on the stage. They don't know shit about. Like I said, they barely know shit about the yeah, states. Yeah, like they don't know where about where they're from either. Yeah. But it's um, it, it's it sucks because it creates a disconnect, mm -hmm. you know, between. Our greatest talents, our Drakes and Weekends and stuff, our Toronto Raptors, you know, they get yeah. hated on in the media. Mm -hmm. 
That's the thing. I if you ever put me on TS, you ever put me on Sports Center or ESPN. If I ever get to talk to Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> bro, I'm coming for y'all. The way that y'all cover Canadian people is amateur. it's it's pretty bad. But I mean, speaking of Canadian treasures, mm. we had another Canadian treasure. Oh yeah, in the news. Oh yeah. News. The thing is, like when when I hear about this man in the news. It's never for his career. Never. Right? Never. This man has just, I I don't know. But anyways, the Canadian treasure we're speaking of is uh, Mr. Khloe Kardashian. Mr. Frampton. That's what I'm going to call him, Mr. Khloe Kardashian. Mr. He's, moving, like, he's so just, I mean, come on. He like, deserves it. At this saying. point, that's all the motherfucker is known for. That's you know so what funny. I mean? Like, when it comes to Mr. Kardashian, he... I just don't understand, right? And this also ties into my argument from last week about choosing your fucking baby fathers, how your baby fathers are a choice. The woman now... This is good. I'm happy we're leading with this section of this talk. The woman who is having his baby or had his baby, I don't know. The media has been in complete shit over the last, I don't know how many months, but for the woman who is currently having his baby... Or had it. I, to me, someone who's literally on the outside, the signs were there. That man, like you said, you know, that man has continuously publicly cheated on his girl, right? Mr. A, Kardashian. Do a quick Google search. It's he's, yeah, he's always in the news for cheating on Chloe. Yeah. He also kissed Chloe's little sister's uh, best friend. Which like ruined their friendship. Whatever the fuck he did, that was that was um what's called alleged or reported. Blah blah blah. Um, he also what's it called? Left his I don't know left his or whatever his first baby mom's to be with Chloe. Whatever. Anyways, point is the man's history is not good. This man is on the Mount Rushmore for cheating. He has like ever. You he know? has two kids with two different women. He has made a fool out of Khloe Kardashian time and time again publicly. So, to me, it's like I just don't understand why this woman decided to make this public or even... I don't know. To me, clearly they were having... I don't know if him and Chloe are together. I don't know what the fucking reports are. Clearly they were having type of relationship. And it's just... It's it's terrible. Okay, so... And it's... Sorry, it's also even worse because... Now you're bringing a child into this world who is going to be literally like going to be the spotlight of everything because, you know, now screenshots are coming out about how he offered her 75K to either abort or just take the money now. I think he offered her to take the money now. I don't know if the screenshots are real. Like I said, this is all speculation and reports. Mm-hmm. This is what all I've just seen on the news and social media. But, you know, there were screenshots, the con- screenshots of the conversation of him offering her money to do whatever. And it's just like... Why do you even want to have a baby by him? And even if you do, why do you even want to be tied to him in any way, shape, or form? You know what I mean? This man is obviously not the best man or human being in this planet. So why do you even want to put yourself and your future child through this type of shit? I don't know. I think you you said it the most, like... Especially, you know, you don't know how real these screenshots and everything are. Like, No, we don't know. We only know what we see, right? But, man, if you're getting offered an out like that, and he's, like, breaking it down, too. He's like, you know, I'm retired. I don't think he's retiring. But I like, don't think so. I think he's talking out his fucking like, ass. Like, he's definitely lying about that. But it's like, 
I there's there's something that's very hard for me to wrap my head around when it's like someone's clearly expressing they don't want you and they don't want this, you know, mm-hmm. and, but you continue with it. I have to assume it's about money mostly, you know, and a lack of probably self love. I think money definitely plays a factor. Um, also, not every woman uh, is made to you know terminate a pregnancy. So I feel like those those play a factor too, but it's kind of just like that, yes, every woman, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's a shame. It's a shame that that this is what's gone to. It's a shame that she's gonna most likely bring a child into this world who is probably not gonna have the best situation when it comes to their parents because this is this is just bad. And very, and then eventually, Chris Jenner's gonna get involved. She's gonna do her Chris Jenner well. bullshit, and she's gonna you know. Switch the narrative or whatever the fuck she does. This is helping sure. the Astroworld PR, is it not? The Astroworld PR, to me, it's like, no. And, and then there's, um, I, there are other screenshots from this uh, same woman. I, you don't know how real they are or anything, but she said something along the lines of that uh, Drake smashed Kylie last year. And, so, and she's saying, oh, I'm, I'm giving all the Kardashian tea, you know, since like you're not, you know. The thing is, with that stuff... This okay. If you search her name, her name is all over the news. Blah blah yep. blah. There are plenty, plenty of fake Instagram pages about this woman. Mm. So many. So people don't even know what's real from what's fake anymore. Which is part of me why I even stopped kind of looking into it because people like people are literally out there making fake pages, posting fake babies, making up fake names to like create more of an internet stir. About whatever the fuck the situation. As I'm saying, like you're gonna bring a baby. Your baby's not even here yet. Maybe the baby is here. I don't know what the truth is. But point is, you have you're gonna have an infant or you have an infant, and they're already being brought into the world with this fucking mess. And I'm a firm believer in the evil eye. I don't yeah. want no type of energy bond or bond mindedness or nothing when it involves me and my family at all. So, like I said, to bring a child into situ- into situation like this, especially with a man like Tristan Thompson. I've heard stories about that man in this city. Me too. Me too. About stuff he's done with women in this city. And it's not cute. And... You can take a man out of Brampton. But one thing I will... We're not going to bring Brampton into this, okay? Because yeah. I am from Brampton. Take a man out of Brampton. And he does not represent us. He does not represent Brampton at all. He doesn't? No. I mean... Y'all, y'all don't have a great track record. We as don't. As far as black males that come from your city. Why? I know a lot of great black men from Brampton. I'm seeing celebrities, you know? The celebrities, oh, the high-profile well, yeah, men. Oh, Tory Lanez. Doesn't get Yeah, but um, it's just... Shout out to all the other black men from Brampton. Y'all are great. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> but it's just, like I said, it's... And I said, I've seen Justin Thompson in real life. He's a very good-looking man. He is handsome. Is that what it... Yeah, so, like, why... But the handsomeness, like I said, the handsomeness does not cross out the fuckery that he be doing. Because he be fucking everybody. Like I said, I've known girls, I don't know girls personally, but I've heard about stuff he's done. I actually do know two girls. I know of two girls that he's been intimate with. I know of another two girls who he's been intimate with at the same time. He's not, he's, oh, yeah. he's not very, very smart about his business. No, he's not. Um, but I don't know. Anything's possible when you got Chris Jenner working your PR. Yeah, and apparently, like... We don't know that that's true. I don't know. I've heard situations where, like, you know, he doesn't remember sleeping with certain women. And it's just, like, ugh. Why do you even want... My thing is, like, okay, 
as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a woman who you know I'm a, I can be sexual. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you, you looked know, at me. <laughs> as a woman, I can be sexual. I believe in sexual freedom. I believe in having sex when you want to have sex if it's consensual. You know, I believe that sex doesn't always have to lead to a relationship. But I also believe that choosing a sexual partner, you know, like you should just do your due diligence. And as that, like, it's just like, why would you want to sleep with a man who, why would you want to sleep with anyone who one probably won't remember you or doesn't remember you mm-hmm. or two has a history of having multiple reported or alleged STIs and stuff of that nature. Like why would you, yeah, he <laughs> does like, and that's stuff that I've heard like, just yeah. like on the common streets, just the common streets of Toronto. So I'm sure there's probably more being heard up in LA or wherever the fuck he'd be staying at. This is just me hearing shit. Like I said, in the little streets of Toronto, I like, I've heard that, you know, he has a history of burning. He has a history of sleeping uh, with multiple women. He has a history of, you know. The Tristan Thompson PR is. I don't know. Right I just think it's like, but as women, like I said, as a woman, like for me, I've heard this stuff, whether it's true or not. There, like I said, I understand that there's definitely lies, but when there's a lot of smoke, I believe there's fire somewhere. I agree. Maybe it's a small fire, but there's fire somewhere. So for this man, I've never heard anything positive about him, whether it's in the news or like through people that I know. I've never heard anything positive about him. So to me, someone who's never fucked Tristan Thompson, I wouldn't, if I was ever approached by him, I would not do it. And I say that wholeheartedly. I would never do it. He could twinkle his eye and, you know, come with his straight lineup and his clean beard. I still wouldn't do it. And I don't understand why women would continue to, like, that girl who, like, why would you even want to engage with that man? Based on his history alone, like, factual history, like, stuff that we've seen him do. You know what this situation, like, makes me think about, too, is just how dirty they did Jordan Wood. You know? Oh, for sure. You know, like she really got the short end of the stick. But it, I guess it, in turn, though, made her career like pretty. Yeah, but with know? Jordan Woods, also, she should have used some discretion. Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, a lot of men are dogs. And I'm sure her being close to the family, she knew that that man was a dog. And do I blame her? Not at all. But you are also very close to that family. So it's kind of like. I, I just wish she used a little bit of better discretion. But like you said. But they did do her fucking dirty. They brought her name through the fucking mud. Um, just for what? A little alleged kiss. Yeah. Which she did also admit to. Yeah. Yeah, she did. But. Um, like you said, if there's smoke, there's fire. If it looks like a duck. If it floats in the water like a duck. If, if it, it quacks, quacks like, a, like duck. a duck. It's a motherfucking duck. Probably a duck, guys. Yeah. But um, shifting a little bit on what we're talking about, you're talking about, you know, the streets and everything that that, uh, is being said about Tristan Thompson that's, you know, common information. You know, girls be exchanging this information. Mm. Um, So this is something that's normal, doing your due diligence on somebody, right? What do you mean by that? I mean, (laughs) finding... (laughs) What do you mean by that? I mean... (laughs) My juicy thing. I I mean, like, what... uh, you know, you do your homework on somebody. You vet somebody. No. Okay. Am I using the wrong terminology? Not do your homework? No. Okay. The thing is, okay. Do you see where I'm going? I see where you're going. And no, because when people do, 
Okay, the whole Tristan Thompson situation, we, like, I've just heard stuff about him just, like, no, girls gossiping. Yeah, but I'm saying, that's not, I've never, like, I don't think the girls are doing their homework. But when it comes to, like, people doing their homework on people, I don't necessarily believe in that. You don't? Okay. No, I don't, like, if I want to pursue a guy, I'm not asking, you know, my friend's friend's friend, oh, you know, like, who is this guy? Sometimes I might be, like, if they follow him, like, oh, like, do you know him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um... But that's as far as I go. I have a lot of guy friends, and I've been told that there have been numbers of men who inquire about me to my guy friends. Why? I don't fucking know. I mean, sure, it's maybe they want to step to me or they want to approach me or whatever, but it's kind of like, just step to me then. Yeah, like it's, I'm that coming back to you doesn't help their case. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy that, interest, that is interested in me asked my friend. You yeah. Know, like it kind of doesn't do you any. Like they like they would ask, like, you know, my guy friends, like, oh, like, you know, like, what is she about, blah, blah, blah. Or they'd ask my guy friends, oh, like, have you ever hit? Like stuff like that. It's like that, first of all, it's none of your fucking That's business. Fuck that people ask that. It's very, um, Yo, I got a friend over there that wants to say hi to you. To yeah, you know, you know what I mean? That and like, even like yesterday, like I was um at a party and I was in the club and I was talking to one of my guy friends and then another guy goes, oh, that's you? To the guy that I was talking to, like referring to me. Like she's like, oh, like that's your girl? And he was like, oh, like no. And I was like, wait, I'm like, what did you say? And he's like, oh, he's like, I want to know if that's like, that's you. And I was like, why would you ask him that? Like out loud, like I can hear you. Yeah. Why would you ask him, oh, that because him and I were what, talking in the club? If you wanted to know anything about me, why don't you just ask me or start a conversation respectfully? If even if I'm in a relationship, I will I will humbly curve you. I'll be like, oh no, like sorry, like that's that yeah, like that's my man. You know what I mean? Like this really is the intimidation thing that I was saying. You know? It's weird. The reason that they're doing that, like they they'd be like, okay, I'd go usually and say this to the girl, but I don't think that'll work with her. I'm getting different vibes from her. Let me go ask her homie about her. Let me let me see if I, I'm imagining what their thought process is behind that, which is no. it's giving bitch, you know? So, yeah. And I mean, like I said, if you're constantly hearing, it's different to be constantly hearing stuff about someone and then moving, you know, how you kind of want them. Like I said, when there's, when there's a lot of smoke, I believe there's fire somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly hearing, you know, stories or, you know, things that have happened or negative things, I believe that there could be maybe some truth or some type of fire that started that. But if you're going out of your way, first of all, if you know nothing about me. All you know is that I'm friends with these people and I do this and I do that. But you're going to go to my guy friend and be like, oh, so like, what's the deal? What's the deal with her? You, 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 have, you, have you hit it? Are you talking to her? Well, you, I guess friends, you guys. More than, like, why is that? Why are you real nigga and ask her yourself, bro? That, yeah, literally. <laughs> and I will, I will gladly tell you, I have no problem with telling anyone anything. I'm, I'm an open book to a certain extent. But if a guy were to ask me, like, oh, like, you know. And I've had guys ask me, like, if I've slept with, like, their friends because they don't want to, like, be involved with a girl who slept with their friends. First of all, it's like, that's also fucking whack, like, to ask that. You know what I mean? It is weird to ask. Yeah. yeah There's like, other ways. <sighs> well, then, okay, how does one find that out? If that's something he's concerned about, you know, maybe he shouldn't be here at all then, right? I mean. Is that not something that you crosses if, your mind when you're, inquire, when you're interested in a guy? If he slept with my friend? If you have reason to believe that? I mean, like almost 10 times out of 10, I will know if a guy that I'm interested in with my friend. Yeah, Just be, I guess girls are different. Like we would talk about that stuff, like whatever. Most of the times I would know if a guy that I'm interested in slept with my friend. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, because women communicate. With each other. Yeah, I mean, I guess like if you really wanted to ask, like if you're close, but I also feel like if you were close enough with him, you would know if he slept with me. So it's like, 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 you know what I mean? It's insecurity. Like it isn't. It's like, weird, it and also like if place. he did sleep with me, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like if what it does was that make me, yeah, yeah. Because like, if you're his close enough friend, I'm I'm sure you would know. So if you're not that close enough to him to know if we slept together, why do you feel comfortable asking him that? That's that's how I'm gonna put it because that that's the weird part. I'll I'll say that there's probably no comfortability in that situation. It's a nigga that's secure and you know doesn't know how to go about the situation. Uh, like that, uh, I think it's own it. Niggas talk more than yeah. these days. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't like it. I hate the whole, I hate hearing about when men ask other men about me. Or about they doing their homework or they're asking about history or, you know, do you know guys she's talked to? But like, don't fucking do that. Because if like you wanted to get to know me, you would. And that stuff would just come out naturally. I have, I have nothing to hide when it comes to that stuff. So it's just... Men are gossipy, Weird. you know? They and, are they are gossipy. And they like to pretend like they're not, you know? They like to pretend that that's strictly, like, a, you know, a woman thing. But it's, like, any... I love seeing TikToks about this. Like, oh, women with boyfriends, they'll always... There's this trend where they'll pretend like they're saying a crazy story to their friend on the phone, and their boyfriend perks up, you yeah, know, and is very, yeah. like... Men are nosy. We yeah, like, of course y'all are. Like I know that, like that very well. Yeah. I know that very well. But I just don't like this whole... I think it's become like a standard that like guys got to do like research or what's called get these called get the whole facts. Like, come I've on. never heard that. Too. That's I've wild, definitely man. heard that. I, yeah. When go, guys want to get the whole facts on girls or, you know, they will. Oh, yeah. I'm just doing my research. It's like, why the fuck are you doing research? Like um, re- research? Yeah, is, is soft. I There's also just like the sinister extent that it goes to, too, you know, like. Guys have these fucked up group chats, you know, mm-hmm. where and like, you know, this is where revenge porn and things like that get involved, you know, mm. and nudes and, you know, be careful. Like, yeah, and it's weird because like, there's definitely actually guys- no, no, don't, don't be careful. Men do better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hate telling. I I, I hate that it's always like trying to tell women how to avoid being treated shitty by men. Men should mm-hmm. be doing better. You shouldn't be doing that. You. Be ask her yourself. Don't do yeah. the due diligence. Don't ask the friend. That's that's tough. And even I think about like there's definitely guys on like Twitter that know social media who I'm like, oh like he's cute. Like, you know, like I would I would talk to him. But I like there's one guy I'm thinking of in particular, but I would never I've never and I don't think I would ever ask any of my friends or like mutual followers, like, oh like, so we know about this guy. I don't think I do that. If I ever want to step to him, I think I will. Just naturally, but I wouldn't I never cross my mind to ask a girl that I know who follows him for information about him. That's never crossed my mind. So I just don't understand why it crosses so many different men's minds. I don't like that. I don't know, but I've also, I've had homework done on me too. I think people, I think it's something that people do too. Maybe not as often, you know, like there's an actual like way that women communicate and stuff. Whereas like it's when guys do it, it's like for sex. It's like, oh, did you smash her? You know? Like I've had, I I, I've had people tell me like, oh, you know, they asked this and this about you, you know. I mean, I've definitely had girls ask you about yeah, me. profile trackers. You can see. <laughs> I've had girls ask me about you. Sorry, but I mean, I feel like it's not really. You really have to do that. I don't think it's not really homework. I think Bad it's more with my just, timing, apparently. Yeah, um, I don't think it's homework. I think it's more just like, oh, like you know, how like you know, is he is he open? Why is that different then? Because like, like when guys do it, it's like, oh, like. It's purely for sex? Is no, it's more just like, oh, like, you know, like, 
or have you had have you hooked up with them you know like what does she do uh do you know any other guys that she's been with is she talking to anyone uh does she go or she goes here does she know this nigga oh she follows this nigga like do you know you know what i mean yeah it's it's more like shit what? that isn't your business yeah if a, I, when girls ask me about you it's more just like oh like does he like wake no i've never had a girl ask me it'd be like oh um like is he single Stuff like that. Okay. And I don't mind if you ask, if guy asks someone, oh, exorcism, that's fine. You can ask that. So it's not that. But they're not like, oh, like, have you and Clyde ever hooked up? Do you know any girls he's hooked up with? Oh, this girl, do you know how he knows her? Like, that's, I think that's how I've heard niggas pre yeah. compared to how okay. women that's pre. What, I like that distinction. I think, no, I think that's true. Yeah, too. no girl who's ever asked me about you has asked if we slept together. None of them. Doesn't get asked to me either. Yeah. But I'm saying, I know, I have guy friends who've been asked if they've slept with me. Yeah, that's... And I don't like that. I think it comes from an insecurity. If you're really concerned about that, like, why are you sneaking around trying to figure it out? Mm-hmm. Be bold and ask yourself. It's weird. But I feel like... Men just talk too much. They talk too much, and they have too many opinions on shit that just don't make, make no fucking sense. I think they don't be, like, thinking before they do certain things, too, you know? At all. At all. And I was talking to... I have a coworker. And she is in her like mid to late thirties, like thirty five, thirty six ish. And we were, you know, we were at the office together, blah blah. blah. We were just talking about just like, like we got into a whole conversation about we got a whole conversation about relationships and her dating, and you know, her dating in her twenties, and now her dating in her thirties, and how it's different, and blah blah blah. And you know, she told me that you know she kind of went through you know, a rocky stage with, like, men in her 20s and she thought she found the love of her life and she didn't and, or she did love him, but, you know, there are a lot of flaws. It didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, she's with a man who, like, she loves, like, this is, like, her love, love, like, obviously love her life. Women that she loved, blah, blah, and they're going to get married and she decided to build her, and I tweeted about this, mm. and there were some men who were like, oh, so this is how you know women only care about uh, money or blah, 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 because I said, I'm like, like I said, Twitter only has, like, however many characters you can put in the tweet. Obviously, I'm not telling the full story, mm. but I the tweet was, you know, I had a conversation with my 36-year-old coworker, and she was explaining to me how she went through hell with men in her 20s, and she found the love of her life at like 30, 31, and now he's putting a very expensive gauge ring on her finger, right? It's funny because people don't even know the full story, yeah. right? The But the story was she wanted to build a ring. Her Basically, her fiance, or her soon-to-be fiancé told her, get whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? We're not going to have a big wedding. We, we decided we don't want a big wedding, so when it comes to your ring, whatever you want, it's yours. That's what he told her. So she literally did crazy research and she built her ring from scratch. Wow. And the ring costs is or costs about $25,000. Right? Usually they say that 3 months. Yeah. A, an engagement ring should be 3 months of a man's salary. Fuck, that's so much money. I don't know if that's exactly his. I don't know how long. I said I don't really know, I don't know how long he's been saving, but she told me that was about because she built the ring from scratch, so she obviously knows the cost. So that's how much the engagement ring came to. I mean, I, if you can afford that, then that's what I'm saying. But guys, look, oh, so what? It's the twenty-two thousand dollar engagement ring. That but no, but that was the ring that she wanted, and he got it for her. Yeah. That that is a part of their love story. She wanted a certain ring, and he made it happen. 
based on whatever if they want to if she doesn't want a big wedding but she wants a crazy engagement ring i think that's all in her reason yeah. to do so and i think as a man or whatever he loves her why would you not want to do that for her if you can afford it or if you've been saving about that's what you want to do and she's you know compromising by having a smaller wedding but wanting a nicer engagement ring what's the problem why are niggas so worried about what why? This is the thing, because you ask me these questions, and I have to imagine why niggas are horrible, you know, because I don't... It's not about horrible, it's more just like, oh... No, and then I look like, I'm like, oh, this is what he thinks too. Yeah. But what I think it is, like what you're saying, I think dudes be looking at wives and think of the concept of a wife as like a trophy, you know, as a possession almost. Okay. So it's like, I don't know, they they, they feel like they shouldn't have to do all that. Right. Because guys were like... um, one guy said, "Oh, so one guy quoted it and said, because I can't relate. I don't understand. Like if if I if I really love this girl enough to spend the rest of my life, yeah. If I know that you want something, I can't fathom why it would like offend you to like have to get it. You know, like wouldn't you want to make her happy? I I can't relate to it. You know, yeah. I, I'd have to assume that you think of the, her as a possession. So what? So the tweet was, yeah. So anyway, I know we already said what the tweet was. Some guy commented and said, and boom, you just had to include her man is about to put a 25K engagement ring on her finger. Yet again, women prove men's point about them only loving a man because he has ability to financially support and spoil them. When the fuck was that said in the tweet? I don't, yeah, you did a lot of... That's like when you the say... The $25,000 engagement was just... To me, it was like, damn, that's a really nice... Game. And the fact that he's getting that for you and give you the option to build your ring, that's amazing. A lot of niggas would never do that. Or not niggas, a lot of men. Most, yeah. Uh, wouldn't do that. That's like when pe- the the amount of mental gymnastics that that man had to do is literally like when people are like, "Oh, I love pancakes," and then someone replies with, "But why do you hate waffles?" Literally, you know, like what? How did you get that from that? You did so. You did a lot. And another man said, "Valuing yourself, or in this case, another woman, based on the value of their wedding ring, is psychotic." How? How did I? How did that tweet make me see? Anyway, I just thought that the cost of that ring was fucking amazing. Yeah, especially if you can do it. Like, I, I think that's what's most important. Um, I think just dudes are very uh, sensitive when it comes to that whole provider and spending are. money on women. Oh, um, and it's so ugly. I, so ugly. I, I wonder, like, because, you know, I, I can't relate to it, but I wonder, I have to imagine that they also probably have never loved a woman. They probably don't like women, you know? That's why whenever a woman is, you know, has a relationship with them like that, it, they look at it as a possession, you know? Yeah. It's my trophy. Because I mean, people, like I said, people just create, like I said. Dudes don't actually like them. They yeah. like it as a possession. People they like the always idea of it. create their own. And like I said, I didn't, she told me that information, that the wedding ring cost that much. Clearly, she likes that, or that's something that's important to her. It was a conversation they had. 100%. And like, I'm pretty sure that if he didn't love her, or if he didn't afford it, she wouldn't have a fucking $25,000 engagement ring on her finger. But she's she's going to so why not why not talk about it? I don't know. I just th- I, it's I, I, weird I, that whenever it's weird that whenever money comes up from a woman like my man gave me a I don't know a twenty thousand dollar Rolex they'd be like oh my god you really have to bring up that twenty thousand dollar Rolex like yeah why not why not literally why not why not I don't get it why is it a problem but if for example if a man tweets oh my girl just got me you know, these limited edition Jordans, they were 700 bucks or $1,500. Women are not going to be like, you really have to bring it up like that cost of the Jordans? No. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. Like, this is the thing. I, I can't relate to dudes like this that have this burning. Like, when women bring up money and gifts in their relationship, men always, almost always equate it to we're only with men for financial reasons. And I think that's fucking hilarious. I, I think a better way, like, if you're a man that, like, thinks that, if a better way to contextualize that in your head is, like, money's almost, or being, having things to provide, you know, is like a get-you-in-the-door type thing. You know? Like, it's like the bare minimum. To be able to provide. Yeah. Like, yeah. just because, like, I, I think men feel like if they do pay, then they should get everything they want. You know? Mm. And it's really just, like, okay... For this to work, that's like the base point. We got to yeah. start there. You need to get these things that I want. You need to be able, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's often the the sensitivity, the be, being offended, the outrage that they, yeah. they feel of this is nine times out of ten because they can't afford to fucking provide a ring like that for their fiance, the girl that they like. So, yeah, they they feel attacked. They feel like it's a, like why why can't a woman? Money's a very emotional thing when it comes to men. It is. Know? It really is, it and really it's is. really weird that women like can't comfortably say like, oh yeah, like ring, like, yo, he spent like $20,000 on this ring. This is my dream ring and he spent $20,000. And luckily you're like, oh, you really let him spend it. First of all, why would, I'm not going to force anyone to do anything. If my man agrees to paying $25,000 for the ring, that's what he agreed to do that. Mm-hmm. Because he, hopefully because he can and wants to. So why are you getting mad because a woman wants to bring up the cost of her ring? Or the cost of the bag that he bought her. See a broke boy. It's very weird it that men get so like up in arms when you bring up costs of things or costs of gifts. Well, Nothing I think wrong with it. I think also men feel like uh, a lot of their worth in general is tied to that. Yeah. You know, you're not a real man if you're not making a certain amount of money. If you can't provide this and that, then you're looked at as less or you're not, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's it's yeah. I, I, I think that's there should be better conversations around that. Led by men, yeah. you know, unpacking these things. Because no woman was like, why do you have the cost of her ring? Yeah, because she said that she found love for her life. That's the man she loves. And he's going to put a $20,000 ring on her finger. And like any problem that men have like this when it comes to relationships and like, you know, nine times out of ten, it's a byproduct of a patriarchy that we perpetuate and uphold and benefits us. And then we get mad, you know, when mm. we're expected to provide when that is the role that we've carved out and cultivated for ourselves, you know? Yeah. It's just, men are just so weird. You know, men being upset that they can't, uh, that they can't talk about their feelings and their emotions and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the call is coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's gross. It is. It's very uncouth. My aunt says that word and it bothers me, but I mean. <laughs> It is very uncouth. Anyways, <laughs> that's all she wrote for me. I don't know if you have any more no, things you want to touch on. No, no, I'm no? good. I'm chilling. Yeah, we gotta. You gotta teach your people to stop being weird about money and just to stop talking when they shouldn't be talking. Listen when they should be. Yeah, and I mean, if you are gonna talk, you know, do a little, you know, think, process it first. You know, don't just jump the gun on things. Um, I think, I think most people could do that. Think a little bit. Yeah, like if any woman wants to be mad, just go through our TikTok comments and just see the type of men that come into our TikTok comments and just say the stupidest shit. If you're a woman, if you're a woman listening to this podcast right now and you just want to 
let me just see what she's talking about. Like, it can't be that bad. Just go to our videos that have like tens of thousands of views and yeah, just comment, look yeah. at how dumb some of the men in the comments are. And you will understand exactly where I'm coming from. And that's all you guys can get from me today. But, you know, we're, uh, one more episode left. And one, our next episode will be our final episode. That'll be our finale for season two. So, you know. What a season. What a season it has been. What a season it has been. Our first season had like 11 episodes, and now we got like. This is like, I think eight, this one's going to be 18. Yeah, we're going to do 19 episodes. So, we're going to do 19 episodes. So, you know what? It's like a, te- a television series. You know, the first season has eight episodes, and then yeah, the next and one has getting bigger and 14. Bigger. They got a bigger budget for the second one. They yeah. did well, you know? Yeah. Ratings were, were, were good. Exactly. So, you know, next episode will be our, our final goodbye for season two and then you know we're gonna be off for the holidays i'm gonna have probably a shit ton of more stories to tell people come season three Mm -hmm. like i said we have a lot of new guests in mind a lot of new work to do um and new ideas so it's exciting to see what's gonna come next but i mean people do not be alarmed or surprised where you don't see any new episodes come in for a few weeks because we'll be it'll be over the holidays um yeah but, but that doesn't that doesn't also mean though that there won't be content um we're gonna have some throwbacks going you know oh um, for sure we'll make some compilations you know end of the year kind of stuff yeah to show the best of you know there'll there'll be some stuff like that so it's not like uh, we're gonna leave you hanging out to dry we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have some content for you but yeah. there won't be yeah there'll, there'll be a stretch there where we're on holidays we're around holidays well deserved vacation yes. and and thank like you guys man for making this you know what it is uh running up those tiktok views yes thank you clearly sending it to each other because the shares are, are, are crazy yeah literally <laughs> people that download it people that are regular viewers you know appreciate y'all appreciate it well but like i said we'll be back and you know keep subscribing and downloading and sharing and following and we'll keep giving you guys great episodes and it's only gonna be better and better from here. And like Zoe, Mama, I go relentless. What up, Zoe? What'd you say? How come you? Why? Why are you pausing? I'm drinking. Okay. Do you, do you boo? <laughs> Rel- relentless. <sighs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.